guard the vices that have so corrupted your soul. I don't have a fucking soul. Blood and Black Rum Podcast. I want to play a game. You have been hypercritical of the films that you review. This Halloween, you will be forced to sit through all seven Saw films. Let's see if you can make it through these new metal filled films alive. Hey guys, welcome back to the Blood and Black Rum podcast. Um, it's been a little while since we've been back. So let me introduce myself again. I'm Ryan from the Moon's Dead World.net. I'm joined by my co-host, Martin. How's it going? Uh, it's been two weeks since we've been on the show. Yeah, took a little break. I had to go on vacation. Oh, you had ru- to. Ruin things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had to. We were on a roll, too. We hadn't taken a break in a long time. No. Um, and it unfortunately had to be during October, which is our, our big time for our Halloween series. Oh, I guess that's your fault. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, but uh, we are back again with our... You know, our Halloween series, we've been covering the Saw franchise, and um, we left off with Saw 3 last time, and so obviously we're picking up with Saw 7 now. <laughs> Just kidding. No, we're, we're doing Saw 4. Um, and that brings us up to 2007, which we were just commenting on uh, before we started the podcast, um, that that was about the time when we were just getting out of high school. Yeah. If it was a fall. Uh, it was October of so, yeah, 2007. Freshman year in college. That's right. And I actually remember seeing this film, and I was with my wife. Well, at the time, she was my girlfriend. We were at college, and I remember because one of the things that happens is uh, this: there's uh, Jigsaw's wife works at a, a drug <laughs> clinic, and um, Sarah. I remember Sarah saying something like, "That could happen to me," <laughs> uh, referring to Jigsaw's wife because you know we'll get to it later on, but. Uh, something bad happens to her at the clinic, and I remember her saying that to me because she was going into social work at the time, and she was saying, you know, that could happen to me because I work with people like that. So that just stand up, stood out to me because I, I remember that from seeing this film in theaters. Mm. We always talk about how I've seen most of the saws in the theaters, and there's a little yeah. anecdote for you about yeah. I saw ha- I saw the Halloween remake instead in theaters because that came out around the same time, and uh, that was awful. Are you proud of it? No, proud of seeing it in theaters? Not at all. Actually, I was the people I went with were like, "This is fucking great," and I was like, "This is fucking terrible." <laughs> like, you don't fucking know what you're talking about. I'm like, "This is awful. This is atrocious." Those are your freshman year friends. Yeah. <laughs> Did they remain that way? Friends, I mean, no. Through all of no. college, no, didn't make it through. There were onesies and dunsies. <laughs> Um, so, this is now your fourth film in the series. Mm-hmm. How are you holding up? <laughs> I asked you that back in Saw 3 as well, but... Well, I'm glad we had the break. Yeah, it was nice to kind of get away from it. You didn't you didn't have to watch a Saw film that no, week. I did not. What did you end up watching instead? Uh, the Bills win their fourth straight game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A woman get her ass crack licked out. By a guy drinking beer out of it. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Those are your Bills fans. Yeah, they are. It pretty much 
And they show they had that on that page and a guy jumping off of like a van through like a fucking table. Too. Oh yeah, pile driving a table. I have yeah. seen that one. I that one was old. I've seen that, but yeah, it seems like every week someone seems to top the last Bills tailgating. I think like video. From the week before, like no, it wasn't the week before. It was their first home game this year. There's a picture on that same site of like a guy right next to the bathroom during the game, like. Hugging his girlfriend, she's like right up on him. He's got his hands like right grabbing her like her bare ass. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. That's, that sounds about right. Having been to a Bills game, seeing the tailgating people, that mm. sounds about right. That's why it's fun. <laughs> you never know what you're gonna see. I know it. It could be worse than the Saw films. You know. You know. It could. It could be scarier. Mm? You never know. It's going to get crazier there now that they're winning. I know. Yeah, four in a row. That's like a... That's something. Yeah. Not That's not usually the case at this point in the season, is it? No, it's not. No. Usually I've already five <laughs> games in resigned myself to... Yeah. It's going to be another losing season. Well, I was uh, nine the last time they went to the playoffs, so... It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. Um. So you're... Yeah, so you're holding up pretty well with Saw 4. Um... You you seemed okay, even though Battlefield One kind of set you in a, a a poor mood today. Yeah, it has. Uh, but you seemed okay watching <laughs> the film. You you weren't like entirely put off by it. So no, I wasn't. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I, I was expecting you know coming in, and I knew you were not in the greatest mood from from playing Battlefield One. I was expecting you to just shit all over it like, immediately, <laughs> but that didn't happen. Maybe I liked it. Well, that's well. We'll talk about that. We'll have to talk about that. What was different from Saw One through Three to Saw Four? Um, we'll we'll get into that a little bit uh, later on. Tell you what wasn't different yeah. was Daryl and Bossman still there directing. Well, yeah, and and you know you had talked about you were hoping kind of that there would be a change up where you would see like okay now we're moving from these saw films into you know like a different director with a different vision and how it changes a little bit but uh would you say that saw 4 changes very much from the other uh two installments that bousman directed uh no but i think it's toned down in certain aspects yeah i would agree um that i find find grading so like i think they toned down the shitty lighting yeah they did the shit the shitty editing they toned down it's almost kind of like um, it's kind of like a joke with the lighting because now instead of using like the all green lighting all the time, it's more so like certain rooms have different lightings to them. Like in in this film, there's one room specifically that has just the green lighting. Yeah, and then the rest. I was, of the I, time, I was expecting for the you know the dark room for the photography even to be green too just because mm. it's like well, it's no no this guy and, uses and, green lighting know, for his I know, photos i know it's, it's saw so you, you, come on <laughs> yeah come on what'd you expect no but it's kind of like saw three where they had that blue room because they were in the freezer now this time we get a red room because we're in you know a, a dark room and there's a green room specifically devoted to the final game and the rest of that the the series or the film here it doesn't really have a specifically like this is like a tinted color to the the film it's more of like a you know it's still like one of those grim like this is a police procedural mm-hmm. type of bluish color scheme nothing very bright or colorful just light blue and white yeah, yeah. 
but uh, you know, it at least does not have that green, the sickly green hue for most of the film, yeah. like the other ones do. And uh, you were talking about the uh, the editing too, and I think that's that's definitely the case in Saw Four, where you know there are still some of those scenes where the camera zooms in and out really fast and like jumps up and down, like mm. like some guy was like jumping on a bed and like you know like shaking shaking the, the camera up and down <laughs> or something like that. That that's still here, but at the same time, the editing is a little bit more seamless. Like some, of I do like I do like the transitions, like yeah. from you have the one scene where he like th- uh, first gets thrown through the window, and it just and as he's getting thrown through the window, transitions from that scene to like you know another scene like, into the police, like, like yes, yeah, like seamlessly. Like, I do like that, yeah. That, so and it, that seems like that's it's moving a little bit more from like those those jump cuts to now you know a more seamless transition where you don't really see the. The edits really it just kind of moves into the next. The narrative, scene. the narrative flows. Yeah, I think it does. Um, with that said, I think this narrative is, you know, a bit messier than the rest of those films because we are now dealing with multiple games which in, are supposedly taking place in different timelines, but then the twist is that they're not, and so this film has to juggle a lot of different games in a lot of different timelines and throw them into one, you know, film that has to try to encapsulate all of that together and figure out how right. can we get this to yeah. like all fit together. Writing it had to have been a fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Just, just the fa- the idea like, okay, we're going to connect this to Saw 3. So, cause the, twi- the uh, spoiler, the twist of the film is, that Saw 3 and Saw 4 take place during the same exact time. Mm-hmm. It's not Saw 4 takes place right after, it's they're going on parallel, but Saw 3 is happening in one part of the building and Saw 4 is happening like in the other part of the yeah. building, basically. And I don't I don't think I imagine when they decided like from probably probably from Saw 3 on, they probably had like a vague idea where they probably wanted to take it. I don't. Pro- I don't think they probably. I mean, you, people can correct me if I'm wrong because I don't know the backstory that much of the production on this. But I don't think they were sitting there after Saw Three came out and had Saw Four already, you know, written and hammered out. And they so they probably like go like they came up with the idea like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if Saw Four was happening during the same time and all this stuff's going on? And they're like, yeah, that'd be cool. And they're probably sitting there going, shit, how the fuck do we connect everything together? Yeah. I want I want to leave it at that for right now, and we'll get into it a little bit yeah. more once we once we uh, get to the actual meat of the the movie podcast part of this the movie part of this podcast. Um, but let's talk about what we've been drinking first. Hmm. Have you? No, nothing new, huh? No, <laughs> nothing new. I'm becoming old and boring. Well, well, so what does that mean that you've just been getting like Jenny? Yeah. Well, you know, I guess I'm going to have to kick you off the show then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your one job is to, to bring new things to the show. You're going to have to get new help halfway through this uh, this marathon. <laughs> That's right. Well, I'll take it then. I have. <laughs> I, didn't go on va- I didn't go on vacation like you, so I didn't get to, like, experiment and try, like, woo, what are yeah. we going to do? Well... I went to uh, Florida for Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights. For Hurricane Matthew. <laughs> yeah, for Hurricane. Not. Luckily, we missed that. Just barely, but we missed it. 
Um, so I went last Monday to uh, Halloween Horror Nights. Never been before, uh, but after what we saw, I would definitely recommend going. Much better than the Great Escape Street oh, Night. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool how the entire theme park just kind of transforms around, you know, they kick people out and then it transforms around six o'clock because that's when people that are already in the park can disperse and go check out things. If you're already in the park and you're, you have tickets for Halloween Horror Night, you kind of get the best of both worlds where you, you get to see everything happen. Uh, it's still light out, but you do get to get in line for the haunted houses and you're probably going to wait a lot less time for the haunted houses than you would when it gets night to be nighttime because that's when everybody gets to come in. And at that time, the lines can get up to be like, I saw one as long as 150 minutes long for a wait. Good lo- That's not fucking worth it at all. Uh, we never waited that long. Um, we got express... Nothing, nothing is worth no. a two, a, almost a three hour we, wait. We wouldn't have waited that long. But we got express passes uh, for the first two nights, so we were able to get in uh, without Skip, waiting. Just jump the line. Yeah, pretty much. Um, that, and, that's stupid. I, and hate, then, I hate that shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. I understand. Like, look, if you're willing to pay to like do that, yeah. I mean, I mean, and it was like, expensive to to do that, but you know, it was definitely worth it because otherwise, yeah, you are going to be waiting a, a, long. a long time if you're not smart about it. Like the the third night, we didn't have express passes, so instead, um, what we did was we got in the park early, and then we waited for them to open it, and then we got in line for the ones that we wanted to do early, so that we were in line for it. And when the, the you know there would be no wait once they opened the haunted house, it's re- it was really quick. So you can do that as well, but I would not recommend going at like nine or ten o'clock and hoping that you're going to get into a haunted house like really quick because you're not. It's not going to happen. You're going to be long waiting. Are they open for? Uh, they're most of the time they're open from like the regular park hours are seven, and then it depends on the day, but they're open till either one or two a.m. So, you know, you do have the time, but that's if you you have the patience to wait in line for, you know, a long period of time if you don't, you know, do it do it smartly, is what I'll say. But it was a blast. I, I loved it. I loved, uh... It's like, it's like going to, like, a fucking con. Like, well, if you want to, if you really want to see, you know, this one guy from that one show, you bet, you know... yeah, yeah you, get, right. you, you better get, you, you better know... better bring a hundred dollars in cash. And you better plan your day... <laughs> Plan your day around that. Like, I gotta get, you know, there. Otherwise, it's fucking, yeah, you know, it's exactly. fucking ruined. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun. I definitely recommend it. Um, it's, like I said, it's really expensive. Uh, even, like, the food and stuff is expensive. Especially if you stay, like, around Universal. Because, that, yeah, you're yeah. you're eating Universal's prices. Yeah. So T- Tourist trap. Yeah. So, but it was expensive. But I definitely would recommend it. Um, the, the houses this year were great. I loved, you know, basically I loved every single movie that they did this year. Which was one of the big reasons why I was so excited to go. But they did um, <clears throat> Halloween 2. Love it. They had a, the whole hospital scene in there, which is one of my favorites mm-hmm. anyway. So that was great. Uh, they did um, The Walking Dead. Obviously, they have that like every year. But they did a mishmash of all the seasons, so that was pretty cool. And it was a pretty effective house. Um, they did Krampus, which I was super excited for did, because did I they, love Krampus. Did they have for uh, <laughs> The Walking Dead uh, who Negan kills? No. No, they did not. By the way, it's Glenn that's dead. <laughs> yeah, no, they they did not have that. Um, they did they didn't reveal anything from the new season, and they didn't have anything from the new season actually. 
Um, but yeah, I loved Krampus. I really liked that movie, and they did a really good job of that. They had like even the peppermint smells and gingerbread smells and stuff like that. It was really cool. Um, they had American Horror Story, so they did three of the seasons. They did Freak Show, Hotel, and the original season of American Horror Story, uh, which I thought was pretty cool as well. That was one of the ones that had the most wait time because it was at the front of the park. Um, so that that's that's a busy one. Uh, they had Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I like that one as well. That's very effective, especially if you're scared of loud noises, because obviously they have many, many men with chainsaws. Uh, so that's going to be uh, one of the scarier ones if you, you don't like chainsaws or something like that. Um, and they also had uh, a few of the a few of them that they actually make themselves. They're not based on like a franchise. Uh, so they had one that was Ghost Town. It was like Dead Western People, uh, which was pretty good. Probably not their better one. Um, they had one that's called Lunatics Asylum, which is a 3D one that you walk through. You put on 3D glasses, you walk through it. They have a lot of like bright neon colors and stuff like that. Um, a very effective tunnel at the beginning, which really messes with your eyesight. It makes you look like you're, you're walking sideways, which is really cool. Um, and then they had one that was called... Um, uh, what, what is that one called? What was the other one called? Now I'm, now I'm drawing a blank here. But uh, there was one um, that... You oh it was a it was a ancients one tomb of the ancients and it was kind of like um, a mummy style or like an ancient uh, Mesopotamia sort of thing and they were actually like snake snake gods or something like that they, that was they kind of looked like so that was a pretty effective one as well and then they had the Exorcist which I actually watched while I was on vacation there and uh, that it was an excellent recreation of the Exorcist really really cool pretty effective. Um, so overall, all of the houses I thought were really good. So um, very fun to go to. But while I was there, obviously, I tried to try as many local beers as possible. Um, for some strange reason, Universal Studios doesn't have like a lot of local beers on tap. They've got mostly just, you know, your regular stuff, bud. Well, you know, Coors, Mick. It, it, I mean... No, I'm not surprised they, by that. Yeah, I mean, they have your big distributors. They did, at our resort, they did have a few that were, uh, like, local-style beers. So, I did have a highlight, which, if you go onto the uh, Beer Advocate website, the brothers rate it, like, a 93. It's an IPA. Um, very good. I, I, like, I liked it a lot. I got... The first time, I tried to get it, and... Uh, they said the keg ran out, so I got a little, like, a, I got a little glass full of it, because they gave it, they gave what I, what the rest of it to me, and then I, eventually I did get it again as a full glass. It was really good. I really enjoyed that IPA. So, highlight, very good. Um, another one that I tried was, uh, Crooked Can, and they have, like, a, it was a red style ale, which was, uh, pr pretty much akin to, like, a red, red IPA or something like that. Uh, which I thought was really good, and then they had another one that was called it was another crooked can, and this one was called uh, Cloud Chaser, and I did not know it when I ordered it, but it was a Hefeweizen, <laughs> and um, I'm if you know me, I generally am not a huge fan of Hefeweizen. I don't like banana very much, um, but this one was not bad. I definitely was able to get through it. I keep seeing on Facebook and. Um from there and Gansett's page, they're like, have you tried our Hefeweizen? And I'd be like, no, I no. don't know. I don't, I don't want to try it. <laughs> That's the last beer on your list that I know. I would like to try. I, I'm just not a fan of Hefeweizen, but 
Um, I did have that, and it was I, I that was manageable. And then the last thing that I had was uh, Universal Studios actually brewed some of their own beer. So um, I did try one that was um, it was made for the Halloween Horror Nights. It was their Halloween Horror Nights style Oktoberfest, and apparently in Florida, for one thing, they're for where I was, they had like no Oktoberfests. But this Oktoberfest what style is, beer, what a sad place to live. Yeah, but this October style Oktoberfest style beer uh, was actually very, very, very similar to a Hefeweizen. That's sad. That's yeah, a, that's I, a lie. I was very, very like. But it's weird because the, I, I asked the guy, I was like, so what is that Halloween Horrorfest beer that you've got there? And he's like, oh, it's a, it's like your Oktoberfest. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll take that. When I got it, I was like, this is really, really similar to a Hefeweizen. So I looked it up just to see what other people had said about it. And they are they were calling it an Oktoberfest, but I swear to God, it tasted so much like a Hefeweizen. Now, while you were down at uh, Universal Studios in Orlando, did you see Billy Corgan around? No, I did not. Suing Dixie Carter for <laughs> TNA? No, nope, I did not. Mm, you should have. I know. Had him sign, you know. I would have signed his head. Signed some of uh, your Smashing Pumpkin albums. <laughs> no, I would have signed his head. <laughs> You're like, I write for the Moon is Dead World. I'm on Blood and Black Rum Podcast. Can I sign your head, please? It been fun. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so those are those are the things that I tried down there. But today, um, we're drinking something a little bit different that we don't normally have on the show at all because we don't normally drink liquor on the show. Having a Moscow Mule. <laughs> nice pause there. <laughs> I paused because I didn't know if you wanted to put your... To do it yourself. No, no, you, you got your... I'm, I'm leading the whole thing, I guess. You're running it well. That's right. We, yeah. uh, so we're having a, a Moscow Mule. We were. Mine's gone. Yeah, mine's gone as well. Um, I made one because I had one ginger beer left over, but I'm kind of obsessed with Moscow Mules right now. I went to a wedding uh, before I went on vacation, and the specialty drink of choice was a Moscow Mule, and it was free. So I was like, sure, I'll get that. I don't know if I like it or not, but I'll get it. And I ended up really, really liking it to the point where I got like seven or eight during the night, <laughs> plus other stuff. Like they they did have um, Glen LeVay scotch on uh, at the cocktail hour as well. So obviously I got that. Uh, and I had a few other things as well. But no, I pounded the Moscow Mules there. So I almost I, feel like I'm that, obsessed. I almost feel like that's the only reason why I'd go to a wedding these days. To get the free drinks and stuff? Yeah, like, yeah, just sit there like, yeah. It's pretty awesome, I'll be honest with you. They I'll bring cocktail I'll, hour. I'll bring my own whiskey glass. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fill it up. Let's go. <laughs> no, they had a cocktail hour where you could get pretty much anything that they had. And then after that hour, then you can get the specialty drinks for free. And I was just, you know, keep them coming with the Moscow meals. So they they were delicious. Uh, the ginger beer was probably one of the best ginger beers that I've ever had because it was super spicy. Like it was like literally leaving your your uh, lips numb because it was so spicy. You should uh, try that uh, 1893 Pepsi ginger cola. Does it do, do the same thing? That's it's super not super spicy. It's it is pretty spicy. I love that. It's 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 doesn't it's not numbing, but it is. Yeah, for, I I love the spicy ginger. So I, I'm I'm in search of like the spiciest ginger beer that you've got. I, mean, I I love that. I might have to get that after I'm done with this just to clear my fucking sinuses out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Um yeah, but I'm obsessed with Moscow Mule, so we're so we're having that. That's 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 our drink of choice tonight. Mm. Although we're out of it, so we're gonna have to find something else. I know. Alright. Um all right, so uh 
Unless you've got anything else for your no, your no, liquor discussion, no, I, you're no. pretty boring this week. Again. Uh, well, for like the past month and a half. <laughs> well, once we well, enter winter, happen- well, that's what happens when you don't really travel. You don't really no, see. That's true. You don't really see you much. See the world. You don't get to try different beers. I know it's just the same stuff around. Sadness. Here, so. Yeah. <laughs> Live your life, man. Live I, your life. I, I work. That's my <laughs> life. No, but once we move into winter a little bit more with the winter packs coming out, I'm sure you'll. Grab a few things. Oh, I will, because I'm hoping stout season. That's right. Coming up. Uh, not You wouldn't know of it Know it today, or yesterday and today. I literally woke up yesterday. I didn't know it was going to be like 80 out yeah, yesterday. Yeah, it was, yeah. Our friend Matt said it was. I thought, because he's usually full of shit, doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to things in life. I thought he was full of shit. So uh, yesterday, I, I was still wearing shorts, but I was wearing like a long sleeve kind of like thermal. Because it was still like 40 degrees out. And by 1230, because I, hel- I helped drop his truck off to get fixed. And we um, went, got coffee, hung around at his, I hung around his house for a little bit. Then like 12 o'clock, we decided we're going to go get something to eat. And we decided we're going to go out to Saratoga to get Smashburger. Because he wanted to buy a new knife set, too. Because he wanted new knives. Uh, cooking knives. So by the time we're like heading out to like Saratoga and I got like my window down, I'm like sweating up a storm. I'm like, I'm like God damn. Yeah, but it was hot out. I'm like looking at the trees. I'm like, and like the breeze was pretty cool though too though. So it was like, it's a cool breeze. The air feels kind of, but it's like 80. It's like, what the fuck's yeah. going on? Like, this is ridiculous. It's weird. It was awful. And then yeah. by five o'clock, it was back down to like 50. Yeah. It's weird, but we are moving into winter stout season, so we'll have some of those coming up for you on the podcast. So, But let's move into uh, into a saw discussion, huh? All right, so we're on to saw four here, and uh could basically be summed up as Jigsaw's backstory. Yeah! I mean, would you agree? <laughs> um, It's got a lot going on, though. It, I, I, it, it can't be... I, I, sh- I shouldn't say summed up, because... This it's, movie it's, has it, a lot going it's on. It's a focal point, but I think the main... Uh, I think it does take a backseat, though, because I think the main part of the film is... The um, games that are going on. Uh, yeah, Rig, for, uh, for Rig, Rig. And, yeah. and then how Strom's basically, you know, dissecting it. You know, what's going on. Yeah. And... But I will say you could you I will say it's fine to call it you know basically Jigsaw's backstory because I imagine most people that's what they're gonna. Well, this is the most. They'll, that's what they'll take away from it is like. Yeah, it's the most that we've gotten from Jigsaw since I don't know. Like, I mean, really, we only get some of those flashes when he's he's giving his games. The you know the description of the games we get kind of how he feels about morality and things like that but we never really see you know we've, we've gotten a little bit about what made him do this but this goes into it in detail i mean this is really jumping back in time with jigsaw's wife um telling us you know why he may have started to go into this psychopathic frenzy of you know testing people and making them play games and make their own choices and he saw, like he saw one of uh, Donnie's movies, and he's like, that's it! <laughs> I need to test him! He's got to save himself. <laughs> you got to show me that you're worth, you know, worth Marky Mark's blood. That's right. Well, let's start with that, though. Let's start with Jigsaw's backstory and kind of go from there. Um, it's really... Uh, it, it comes from... Uh, 
you know, Detective Agent Strom's investigation into uh, Jigsaw because he's trying to figure out where all of the games are taking place. And so the the best link to that is Jill, who is uh, Jigsaw's ex-wife. Um, and so he's in, he's pretty much interrogating her throughout the entire course of the 90 minutes where this game takes place uh, within the film, which is really almost entirely... I mean, it's, it's pretty much set to the same runtime as the film. Mm-hmm. I mean, it takes place in the same amount of time. You know, you're not seeing everything happen it's in real like, time. It's not 24. It, no. It's not 24, but it's close. It's 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 got to be very close because the film, I think, runs like uh, an hour and 33 minutes. And, and maybe there's maybe a little bit of time... Before and after that 90 minutes begins. But it's pretty close to, to like, right in real time with the game itself uh, that Rick is playing. Yeah, but, but you're still not seeing every. You know, no, you're not seeing it, it everything. Does, you're not, like, stuck with Rick the entire time. You know, you're not with him throughout real time as he uncovers the games and drives from here to there. Because that'd be a, kind of a boring experience if you're like, all right, well, he just solved that game. Uh, now there's a 20-minute drive across this... Well, no, because no, I would have liked to see that, because as I told you... You're not sure right now what the city is as, like, in terms of where we are. Yeah, because, like, the, there's a... Because Strom and the other police show up at, like, four different... Crime scenes. Crime scenes within these 90 minutes. Yeah. I know cops, you know, they have sirens, they cannot, you know, they're emergency vehicles, they have, you know, the right of way and whatnot. But still, holy shit, they like, like, track, like, yeah, going all the way across, you know, the city and whatnot, still not going to be like, they're able to there's get a lot of time that's, place you know, to place, yeah. because, because even like, yeah, okay, they may get there quick, but on the way back to the precinct, they're not going to be, you know, blowing <laughs> Well, that's it. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I think that the times are a little mixed up because it even shows like uh, Agent Strom being able to contact Lindsay Perez's parents about her death. Yeah, and it's like, really, he's got time to do that within the course of this game? You know, ninety minutes to to investigate different uh, well, crime the way, scenes. And, and the way then, they and the way they make it seem like, oh, Mrs. Brown, I have something to your daughter. And then he's just like, <laughs> like, you know, like shaking about like with emotion. But at the same time, you don't really connect with it. Cause it's like, yeah, way, first that's a, that is a bad time to use that shitty, you know, shaky cam yeah. editing, you know, that, that, you know, that doesn't work. I mean, me. yeah. I mean, they should have probably left that entire scene out because we didn't really know Perez at, at all. No, she hasn't even there. been. She, she's. This is the first film that she's. Well, and, she looks. Like, she looks like the low-level cop from the last. You know, saw two and three that you know got her. Yeah, Carrie. Yeah, that got her ribs. That's because she's got like. Like I said, that's, that's another thing too. Everyone looks the same. Yeah. She looks like a low-level version of her. Strom and Hoffman look the exact same. The only difference is Hoffman's voice is slightly more gravelly because he probably fucking smokes you know three packs yeah. a day. Yeah. Strom they all, they is kind of like a low-rent Saul. <laughs> Don't you get that feeling? Not quite, because Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk is sort of. Bob Odenkirk's actually a great actor and very entertaining. <laughs> I honestly, I, we're kind of getting off topic to places that I didn't want to get to yet, but I find Strom a nice bridge. 
between like all of the destruction and chaos that's in Saw 4. Because I think that he's pretty entertaining in this film. Because he's so over the top, like, I'm you know, the bad I know, cop. I know, yeah, doing the bad, because when you have Perez in the interrogation of Jill, she's like, come on, Jill. And she's like, I don't have to tell you anything. And then he's like, she steps aside, and he's like, all right, I'm, you know, going to be bad cop. So, yeah. all right, listen here. You got to fucking listen here. What do you know? What do you know? I just love it when he's interrogating her, and he just keeps going like, oh, Jill, come on, come <laughs> on. You know, like, boy meets girl, girl meets boy, girl gets knocked up, baby dies, they split up. That's called life. <laughs> I, I, I honestly have to say that I love, I like strongness. I want to I know why she, you know, didn't just sit there quietly, ask for her attorney and just get, you know, get the fuck out of there. Yeah. She has no reason to cooperate with them. Or, Nothing. Or, you know. And it's not like they have anything on her except the fact that there, there's four pictures of her there. Yeah, and that people keep setting her up. And obviously she didn't put those pictures there because she wanted to be caught. So, <laughs> you know, the whole interrogation routine seems out and, of and place. No, and that doesn't make any sense for her to be the possible suspect either. Because earlier they said... A woman couldn't lift, uh, you, know, you know, carry up onto a baby. Ha- yeah, had to be another male accomplice. Because Jigsaw's the brains, Amanda's a 107-pound heroin addict. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, they're desperate. The police are desperate. They've got to find somebody within that time period before Rig hurts somebody else or before he dies. Well, no, but at the same time, Strom's like, he's like, all I need to do is convince 12 people that you're guilty. Uh, I mean, as like a scare tactic, you know, to try to like say something like that she might know something, but at the same time, so it's... Yeah, she then at that point she'd just be bullshitting you, and you know you're that's nah, stupid. Yeah, that's stupid. But I do have to say I I do like Agent Strom in this. It's probably one of the only times where Saw gets kind of intentionally funny. I mean, I think that was intentional to like make Strom into some sort of ridiculous ridiculous detective that's pushing boundaries and you know. <laughs> He doesn't play by the rules. No. Uh, so I did like him. But uh, getting back to Jigsaw's uh, backstory, I mean, what did you think about, you know, the reasoning they gave behind, you know, what makes him go out and pick people and make them you already knew choose that, their own though. decisions? You already basically knew that. You didn't need... But it... do you think it humanizes him a little bit to give him a wife and a, and a child that was lost in... in you know, in a freak accident assault. I mean, that, that, I mean, it's only really important if people are gonna, at the end of the day, care. I don't think most people, because at this point, what are people watching these movies for? The traps. Yeah. So I don't think if you humanize Jigsaw at the end of the day, you're gonna be like. I don't think most people really. They're not gonna really care. Well, I do think Cause, that because I don't think most people watching the film would not walk away thinking like, oh, he's you know. You know, the scum of the earth. No. Because it's the same thing with, like, Mike, you know, Michael Myers and Freddy and Jason. You, they're, they're root, you know, they're constantly being, like, rooted for. Granted, they usually give them, like, a cast of unlikable people. Like, oh, that guy's an asshole. Yeah, I can't wait for him to be Yeah. So, I mean... But, I mean... So, so... I'm not saying I agree, but I can see a lot of people saying, like, oh, this guy's a drug dealer? And, like, you know, you know... I mean, I take take away what Cecil, you know, what he did, but like just portray him as like he's a lying, thieving, you know, druggie. 
Most people are like, yeah, fucking kill him. Just, you know, because just, that's just, you know. Yeah, that's how they would feel about him. That's just the way a lot of people just think. That's that, that that's where the whole you got to help yourself mantra, because how often do I have to read on, like, Facebook to people bitching about, you know, people on food stamps? Where it's like, just don't want, you know, at least in my mind, it's like, don't worry about it. Your money goes to taxes. That's money spent on, like, a bunch of things. Your money's going to be spent on things you don't like. Get used to it. Yeah. That's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. You got it. Can't think about it. Yeah, but... Well, do you think that um, Software, more so than the rest of the films, is trying to side with Jigsaw? Is it trying to see from his point of view as he is trying to force Rig to see from his point of view? And do you think it it works? I don't think it's Jigsaw's point of view, though. No. I mean, I I think it is, but it's all set up, I think... I think it's all set up by... uh, Uh, Hoffman? Yeah. See, it's hard to say because... Because I think... Because it's more about him trying to get rid of possible people that's going to link him to. Well, that's true. It is, and it doesn't... That's where it makes sense. I mean, I agree, because look, I mean, again, the whole theme of the the Saw film so far has been these people have not lived their life to the fullest. They need to value life, and they're put in these dire situations where they have to do dire things where they're going to become maimed and, you know, broken for, but at the same time, they can walk away with their life and then... By being scared shitless and broken like that, they'll have a new lease on life. They'll actually they'll appreciate it. Sure, you may have, you know, your hands dismembered for now on, but at least you value life. Like, I'm going to live, you know. Yeah. I like that one woman. She's going to have a bad hairline yeah. from now on, but at least she's alive. Yeah, so... So that's, you know, that's Jigsaw's whole mantra. Yeah. Because he doesn't view himself as a killer. Help yourself. Yeah. People need to help themselves. And... His view that that view is the same because when Rick, Rick's being tested, it's literally it's you know flat out said you know you don't you know to have other people be saved, you know they have you can't to do it all. You can't save that because he's the cop you know that's you know tries too hard, you know who wants to save everybody. Yeah. You know that's why he you know that's why he joined the force. I want to help and save everybody. And Jigsaw is literally you know literally telling him, don't do it, don't try to save people. It's going to backfire. Just wait. And he doesn't do it. So in that sense, I, you know, I do think, yeah, I think Jigsaw probably had a part to do that. But I think the whole orchestrating of it, though, comes down to it's, it's Hoffman. But the traps are more fair in this, this film. They definitely are survivable, especially if you follow the rules. They're not orchestrated by Amanda. At this point. Yeah, no. You you know that they're not done, you know, even if um, Hoffman did have something to do with, like, setting up the traps, he didn't make them in a way that would defy Jigsaw's plans. Mm-hmm. You know, they definitely can be survived. Um, in this one, I think, let's see, we see uh, one where a ponytail is being pulled into a trap. Well, it's, that can be survived. So she can be scalped, yeah. Yep, that can be survived. Um... There's one where two men um, are in a room together being pulled into the same, uh, like, machine via chain. And the keys are on the backs of their heads, but they they either can't speak or can't see. 
uh, which could have been survived as long as they didn't move. Basically, well, either they, they well, they, well, they didn't like move far enough to set the trap off, and or they, that, or um, even that art, the art blank who we we find out later is like a lawyer. Um, if he had just ripped open his stitches before the end of the game, then he could have just said, "Hey, yeah. there's a key on the back of your head. Please, you know, I'll come over to you." And we'll both take the keys and unlock ourselves. Mm. Um, so that could have been survived, except they were both very stupid about it. Um, and then... Well, to be fair, um, what would you be more scared of? If your eyes were sewn shut or your mouth? Yeah, my eyes. Yeah, because you're... Definitely. Yeah. But, no, I'm, I'm not saying that that guy reacted in a way that's, that was not, uh, like, uh, warranted for his situation. But I'm saying that... Art Blank was stupid not to just rip open his stitches or cut them with the tomahawk that was thrown at him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That, I didn't think of that. that, that that's a good idea. He could have just taken yeah. that and just yeah, cut them open. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, because how, how much... How you think about pain pain level, if your mouth is stitched together, would you rather rip it apart or would you rather have an instrument cut it apart? You'd rather have the instrument leave the stitches in and just yeah. cut it open. You know, doing that, you could have just said... Hey, dude, you know, you got a key in the back of your head. I'm going to come get it. You get mine, and we'll unlock ourselves. And well, it doesn't make sense either. The way the keys are kind of placed on the neck, it, seems, it almost seems like they could have just fucking grabbed it. Well, that's true, too. Yeah. Because like, yeah, he, he, see, he sees the key on the back of his head. You don't see the key on the back of Art's head. You got to right. imagine you probably had one, though. I would say Wait, so. Not, or was that key in the trap? No, it was in... Because there, there was a key in that... Uh, when the chains were getting pulled, or I think there was a key in the middle of that trap. I don't think so, because what happened was, you know, they had their opposite keys. So oh. you had to get to the other guy to get your key, and the, you know, then your mm. key, the, his key was on the back of your head. So, but you know, even still, they, you know, he could have just said, "I'm going to give you this key, and I've got yours, and you give me, you give me." We'll get burritos after. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> once I, once we get your eyes open, you know. We'll get burritos. But most of the traps, uh, the point I'm making is most of the traps in this this film were definitely survivable. They definitely feel like jigsaw traps. Ones that are meant to make a point for the victims. And also ones that I I think are meant to make jigsaw kind of a, a character that most viewers can relate to. You know, we can relate to the 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 trap where Rig is forced to basically listen to a rape occurring on video that a guy committed in his hotel and then you know, figure out what am I going to do with this guy now? Well, what he did is murder though. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying I'm, I'm saying yeah, that's, you know, that's not that wasn't the answer, but I think I feel like Saw 4 is trying to make Jigsaw into a more, uh, a better understood person for what he does. And I'm not sure but if it's siding with him or not, but... Uh, but like I said, they, like, the, the previous films already did that with the way, the, just the way they framed who were in these traps, what they've done, and... Yeah. It's they, not like you sat from the previous films and they're going like, oh, this Jigsaw, he's, you know, he's just killing people. Because they've already shown in the previous films. He hasn't viewed himself as a killer. He put, you know, puts them in situations because they haven't appreciated life and, you know, 
This is his way of dealing with it. So you basically find Soft 4 repetitive, and it didn't really need to show the backstory. Well, in that sense, it is. I mean, I'm not saying... I'm not saying I disliked the backstory part. I didn't like it, but I just... I mean, it's just... It's basically there. Yeah. It's retreading what's already been said, but it's, like, just expounded upon. I think the only reason they did it... Is to probably pad out the time because that's if you don't have that, that's like fifteen minutes. Well, that and um, I think they wanted to get Tobin Bell in there a little bit more Instead because of just being a puppet. Yeah, basically <laughs> he's going to be dead. You know, yeah. so you're not going to see him. Besides the, the whatever they can show in the past, but I mean, I get with, what you're with, saying. With, with Saw Three, before they wrote the script, they're like, "All right, we're signing Tobin on for a five movie deal," and they killed him off. Like, oh shit, what do we do now? I get how do we how do we work him into each film now? Now that we killed him off, Who, whose idea was it to give him that contract? And I get what you're saying though that it, it's not really necessary. I mean, we didn't need to find out that he lost a child or that you know he he and his wife had a falling out of sorts because he started to lose his mind, his mind <laughs> and kind of blamed everybody, but. You know what? He he couldn't cope with what happened, really, and he blamed everybody else for it. So, I mean, yeah, I don't think we need that, but I think it does. It does give us a little bit more insight into his mind and where he was at with it. But at the same time, it also, um, you know, implicates himself as well because he's also obsessed in the way that he goes after Rig. Rig's yeah. obsessed with saving people, and Jigsaw's obsessed with. with retribution for things that you know you can't really affect yeah so it's it's kind of you know you get that hypocritical side to jigsaw as well that you know just like our main character rig in this film to go off that there's like little things from that too like i didn't really care to need i didn't even care that he need to know that he cares so much about like the chinese zodiac that is yeah. a really weird yeah. uh detail that doesn't come up ever again does it you know we get that it, well it's just because of the you got the year of the pig like celebration going yeah. on and then that's where you get the pig mask from so but at the same time like who's sitting there going like i want to really know the backstory behind why he uses pig mask no, you're yeah. right. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of a fun throwback. Like, oh, okay, that'd be that's like a neat little, of it. that'd be like a neat little trivia question. You know, twenty years down the road, and they have like saw the Trivial Pursuit. For it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you yeah, it's a weird detail that we get like in that part of it. Like, yeah, I, I, that that struck me too. Was that you know when she's talking about that, she was like, he was obsessed with the Chinese zodiac. Everything like, is planned. You know, that's why yeah. his name was Gideon. Yeah, I mean, I. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of overwrought. I I agree, but you know our pregnancy was planned. I was like, "Can we fuck today?" He's like, "No, no, <laughs> no, no, Jill. We, we must wait we until wait. the part you're ovulating at the exact time of the the solar. <laughs> nah. When there's a solar eclipse. <laughs> so, do you think that the uh, the jigsaw backstory is actually the weakest part of of software? No, um, I just think it's, like I said, I think it's just there. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I like I said, I don't think it helps, I don't think it hinders. I like, it, I, I understand why they did it, you know, especially with the whole idea of the game for Rig is to see things the way Jigsaw sees. Yeah, I mean, yeah, in that, in that in the, sense, so, it makes sense to, yeah, so, to have that little... Yeah, to be, so, no, I don't think it's like, 
I don't think it's the worst part of the film. I, again, I don't think it's bad. I just I feel it's unnecessary because mm-hmm. I think there was enough established in the previous films of like what we know about Jigsaw and his logic and his thinking that you didn't need to go back into like oh you know it's like with the remake of Halloween. I didn't need to like oh Michael Myers was you know from had a bad childhood. Yeah, because his ki- his parents were assholes and his siblings were assholes and he got bullied and that's why he took a kid out back into the woods and beat him to death with a log. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, you didn't need that, but <laughs> you got it and you're doing yeah. it, what you will. Yeah. I mean, I, I do you think that uh, Saw 4 is probably too overstuffed? Would you say that? Is it overstuffed with things? You know, because you're getting that backstory of Jigsaw. But not only that, you're getting an investigation into into Jigsaw that Strom is conducting. Not only that, you have a game going on with Rig, who's, you know, he's pinballing across town, doing all these separate games. Not only that, though, you have a game going on with Art Blank, who's running a separate game where both Donnie Wahlberg's character, Eric Matthews, and uh, Lieutenant Hoffman are within that game, playing along, hoping that Rig comes through for them. Um, not only that, though, at the end of the film, you also learn that, hey, the Saw 3's games were going on at the exact same time that these games were. I mean, it's it's a lot to, to take in. It is, it is, but I will say it is not as congested because I think they did a much better job in Saw, uh, in Saw 4 than they did in Saw 2 and Saw 3 in getting it all to work and flow. I think that the linear concept of, hey, uh, here is one character, Rig, who is going from game to game, uh, works better than you know some of the other series that have done it before. I mean, Saw 3 kind of did that as well, but... The the th- main thing that we brought up in the last podcast episode was that there are two different games going on, and and actually Jeff's game seems like the f- inferior one, the afterthought. Yeah, the yeah. afterthought compared to you know what Lynn is going through, especially when- especially seeing as his games were just be like, oh my god, just stop being a bitch and <laughs> yeah, just do what you got to do. I yeah. know. Like it's like, again, I can empathize with like, you know, losing your child and all that. But like, again, at least in my mind, I don't think like somebody like I ran, you know, I didn't report to the cops, you know, the crime. I could have given, you know, key eyewitness testimony, but yeah. I was afraid and I ran off. It's worth like, well, you're going to freeze here to death painfully. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> at least in software this time, the, the, the games feel pretty linear and Riggs games are the most important part of of this film. Like like it is the game that is going on surrounding him that's the most important. And it's you know, I think that they did a better job with that than Saw Three. I think they learned from Saw Three. Yeah. Really. I and Saw Two too. I, yeah. I agree. Um because like I said, I think I think the fact that they kind of changed the overall editing, like I said, everything flows more seamlessly mm-hmm. like you like i said like the whole scene like where you have somebody like thrown through a window and that just transition like see like 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 it is music video editing style oh yeah definitely. but but that works that does work where it's like you know like transitions back to that scene it's like as like so like 
Riggs about to open a door and then it transitions like to somebody else in the police station opening that door. Yeah. That works and it makes it seem like seamless and Yeah, I like that. Because then it is connecting all those things at the same time yeah. too. You know that they're going on at the same, same time. Yeah. Whether you know that Saw Three is going on at the same time, like that's that's kinda hidden from you. But at least the other stuff that's happening during the course of Saw Four we know that that's all going on at the same time. Yeah. I think that really Saw 4 does do a good job of hiding its twist, though. I mean, if you didn't know about it previously, would you have thought, like, oh, Saw 3 is going on at the same time? Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think there's some some subtle clues there, like the some of the location spots you can kind of pick out. Yeah, but at the same time, like, all those warehouses look the same. It's like, how does... Jigsaw have so many abandoned warehouses to, like, just make use of. But, no, I agree. I, agree. I think that's, you know, pretty... But at the same time... Uh, so I think, in a sense, yeah, that's pretty well hidden. Yeah. Um. However, I will say, I think the whole Riggs test, that one's, like, really easy to figure out. Mm-hmm. Of it, like the fact that he just had to do nothing, right? I mean, you know, it, to say to save these people, don't do anything. I think that, and when, th- that was like spelled out like as clear as day. Yeah, especially when you see that conclusion, where again they're gonna show you everything that you've seen within this film. That which I, I'm starting to wish they don't, didn't do that, and let you piece it together yourself. Because if you didn't get it, that that would you know make you have to rewatch it and get more rewatch. Really. Yeah. At the end, they're just like, here's everything, you know, like. Like, I can see, though, that maybe Bousman was like, yeah, let's not tell them. You know, let's just let it go. And a producer was like, no, no, no. No, we need to we need to spell this out. Like, we need to connect it all together. Because I, I can see production later on, after the film was shot, doing that. Like, no, we need to, but we every, need to cut and, this and all in. The, well, but all the other previous films have done it. So. Right, exactly. I mean, I could, I could see, like, in the, in the post-production, though, film's been made... We've got the finished cut, and it doesn't include any of those, you know, concluding, yeah. uh, here's, like, the, the wrap-up. Yeah. Um, I can see, like, production being like, no, we, mm. we need to we put need the, to put this together so that they understand. Because, you know, they do that sort of thing. Uh, that, yeah, I know. That, that's a part of, like, filmmaking. It's like, no, my vision was corrupted by producers who no, said, no, that's yeah. not it. You know, we need to we need to change it. So I could, I could totally see how that came about. From, like, a suggestion, like, no, you need to actually put it together so that everybody <laughs> knows what happened. Um, but at the same time, I, I I do like that there's no real indication that Saw 3 and Saw 4 are going on together until that finale. But what difference does it make that Saw 3 is going on at the same time? I th- you know what I mean? It, it, it doesn't, in the grand scheme It of really doesn't matter it at, at all that I think Saw 3 it, it, is it going ju- on. It just basically ties the fact that Stra- when Strom's look at, you know, at the end of Saw 3 when he's, you he know... He goes to the wrong place. Yeah. Rather than, he, he doesn't go to the correct part of the building where he could stop Rig from accidentally killing Matthews and, and stuff like that. It... I, that besides that, there's no reason to connect Saw three and Saw four. Really, it's just kind of like shock value. It is, yeah. It's like whoa, they're going out at the same time in the same building, and also, um, everybody loses. You know, 
Every, literally everybody loses. In this film, we do see that Jeff doesn't make it out alive. Doesn't get to find, no. search for even search for his daughter because, you know, he's killed before that even occurs. There, there are certain things though that is like that's kind of stupid. Like I understand like the situation he's put in, but why at the same time Strom that's like I'm a police officer. He just comes in with like a gun, yeah. you know, and then just shoots him like because yeah. he, he's got it, you know. Yeah, I mean, um, I, there's a lot of convenience in that, but and the same thing with the rig. He's a fucking idiot. You literally have like three people yelling at him with like one second left. <laughs> Don't come in here. Runs right through the. Yeah. Wouldn't you like if you were a police officer? Wouldn't you? I mean, I know you're trying to save people, and you you know, and I know he's upset. I get that. I understand that he's obsessed. Yeah. With it and trying to because Eric Matthews is his friend and former partner. I understand that. But if you have people literally, like if you're a cop and you're like about to like go through a door and people are like, wait, don't go through here. Wouldn't you like, why? Because if they, you had, like, if you, if he was like thinking for a second, he'd be like, why? And then he'd be like, if the timer runs out, we live. And he's like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Again, that's another convenience thing where characters don't think they just do. I mean, and I, and I understand like why he'd be motivated. Cause he's obs- again, it's the obsession, but at the same time, learn. but at the same, but at the same time, yeah. I I, I even if you're, even if, if you're, even if you're obsessed, I gotta feel like somebody would somebody would just be like if you literally have people yelling at you like don't come in here you yeah. you would like as you're like in mid sprint like wait why <laughs> yeah or you would expect like even like uh art to like. Close, block the door, block the door. Yeah. like please, do, you know, jump in front of it. Yeah, why I did, see him why coming did, in? Yeah, why did he barricade it yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah. Th- th- that's a great idea. Now I think about it. If you know he if he doesn't come through that door when the timer runs out, you all get to live. Yeah. Why don't you just set sh- like put that like monitor and shit like in front of the door and like you know yeah, try to get through the door now, asshole. Mm. And not only that. If the button he's holding releases them when the timer runs out, why can't he hit the button before? Apparently, he's just concerned how did, how that Jigsaw would know. I know, but how? Did, like as I say, like so, how does it, how like with the trap itself? Like, yeah, what does it do? Yeah, yeah, because I I I think that the problem with all that is that'd that, be probably more like fear if you tried to break the rules, yeah, you'd get fucked. Yeah, you get. But at the same time. Art from the first game, he frees himself, and he lives. What a jigsaw! Pick him up, and he's like, "I'm gonna put this thing on your neck now, or whatever." Which doesn't even make sense. What the hell they put on him? Like, what is that? Like, like something like that's an like explosive cru- device, or, or gonna crush his know. spine, or something? I don't know. Doesn't make sense. Like, okay, like, hey, you survived the game. You're gonna be taking part. In, usually, once you complete the game, that's it. You're free. It's only a man to this. The other case where. Mm. So how did he get wrapped back into the game? Is yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about it. it's making me a little more. Again, it's unfair because like you you want. That's why. To... That's why I kind of think of, you know Hoffman's you know yeah that's true is, working is, working this yeah. game rather than you know you have to do. But it I don't think that uh, Art knew that it was Hoffman. So no, I don't think he knew. He, would, he wouldn't have like. No, I don't think he knew either. But I think you know. Yeah. 
He would have been concerned that Ho- that Hoffman would be like, "Oh, you didn't follow the rules." So, which I can't remember. Do they uh, do they reveal in Saw Three if Hoffman was the second accomplice or no? No, I no, can't. we don't know. So in in um, Saw Three, we do see Hoffman. Like you see him, he's like investigating mm-hmm. bullets and stuff like that. Very, very, you know, Costas Mandyler has a very, very small role in that, which makes me think that maybe they did anticipate that they'd be back for Saw 4 and they wanted him. That's one of the main things that I find impressive about Saw 4 is that they did at least have Costas Mandyler in that fir- in that Saw 3 to... Because I remember him being in there. But yeah, I, he was in it. Yeah. I can't remember, I can't remember though, if you see him, you know, I, I do find it impressive that they were like, yeah, let's use him. You know, let's, let's grab him. But if you think about it, but if you think about it, it's like an accomplice for Jigsaw on this. It would make sense almost that it had to be like a cop. It would have to be, yeah. Somebody who, because he's always a step ahead. So it had to be somebody feeding him, you know, internal information. Yeah. And not only that, the beginning to- kind of gives it away from the get-go. If you th- like, if you sit there and think about it, gives it away too. Because why would Hoffman, you know, be questioned and like, t- be like being tested by Jigsaw, you know, because in the beginning you have, you know, the autopsy of Jigsaw. Because the whole, what the film is doing is, in the beginning you have an autopsy of Jigsaw and Hoffman's brought in because they find a tape with tape in him that was covered in wax that he ate, you know, so it wouldn't get corroded. Um, as like, you know, saying like it's the test for Hoffman. And then it goes, you know, flashes back in time, obviously. We, you know, but we don't necessarily know that. But when he's t- giving the test, you know, when you listen to the tape that's given to Hoffman, it's... If you think about it, it has to make sense that he would be the, you know, linked the next, as, Yeah, the next guy. That would be the accomplice, because why would... I mean, yeah, Jigsaw's, like, testing him, but he also tested Amanda. And not only that, everybody... Again, as you said, at the end of the film, everyone's dead, everyone loses except Hoffman. Yeah. So... Everybody loses. Yeah. So if you think about it, like, it almost... Right from the get-go, the film's telling you, like... He's the guy. It's Hoffman. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I remember being pretty surprised that it was Hoffman. I remember being surprised that Saw 3 took place during Saw 4. Um, and I remember thinking at the end of Saw 4, like, where is this going to go? Like, where, where this has got to be the end. Where can they go? Like, Jigsaw's now dead. You know, and we can't do another flashback because we just did one. You know, if Jigsaw's dead, we can't go back in time again and say, all right, well, this took place during Saw 2. <laughs> you know, th- this game, that that's stretching belief now, and they've already done that. So well, where do we go with Saw 5? Well, I, for me, if I think about it, it, they would have to... Now that we know Hoff, you know Hoffman's the accomplice, <clears throat> they're obviously going to be looking for his accomplice. Yeah. They didn't, you know, they don't show what happened to Strom. He just gets locked into the same yeah. place that Jeff was. So, uh, obviously, so if they're going to continue, Strom's going to have to come back and start, you know, looking for the accomplice again. And then it'd have to be a battle between, you know, Strom and Hoffman. Mm. Where it's him trying to cover his tracks. And, and, the whole, and the whole reason he'd have to be covering his tracks and, like, doing, like, the traps, you know, like, kind of carrying the Jigsaw name on is so he can... 
get enough people out of the way so he can, you know, be like, okay, there's nothing connecting to me. And then that would be the time to be like, now I don't have to do this shit anymore. <laughs> the other thing that you could do is have a list of things, like a list of people that Jigsaw left behind. Yeah, but he, there would be no reason for him to do it, though. There, yeah, unless Jigsaw, he really subscribed to Jigsaw's ideals. Which, so far from the what we've seen, it's not really much. Yeah, r- really, right now, besides the fact that we've seen him investigating... We don't even, we don't even know his motivation yet. Not really. We don't know anything yeah. about him, really. Which is probably... I mean, I've said this before, but that's one of Saw's biggest issues, is that it doesn't have motivation for many of its characters. And since each... Each film in the series includes different players in the games. We don't really get a chance to even meet many of these people before they're gone. <laughs> Either they're like just embroiled in the game or they're, yeah, they're dead. So that's one of the big issues. And I think that, again, that happens in Software where we don't really know what Hoffman's thinking or why he wants to be with Jigsaw. But you can bet that probably in the next ser- you know, film in the series... They're gonna get into like why why Hoffman like yeah. what's what's up with him that they makes would, him want to do they this? would have to yeah because if then yeah if you just kind of continued along a merry way then like saw saw six is in the time like oh we're getting Hoffman's backstory now but why like you know we're getting into that point of like the Saw franchise where I don't remember even <laughs> what happens because I've only seen these films one time now so <laughs> excuse Bless me you. um so I I don't like remember. What happens next? And it's almost like I'm watching an, a, a like a new film again for the because, first time. Yeah, because I I literally don't remember. I don't. Rem- but thinking about it in Saw Four, I'm like, how do we get three more movies after this? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, wh- where do we go from here? I don't I don't remember. I, I remember seeing them in theaters. I I definitely saw them, but I I don't really remember exactly what happens in them. So I can remember bits and pieces, but nothing big. Um, we haven't talked about the traps yet. I was yet. just about to say <laughs> yeah. that. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. We, like, it's Saw, we haven't talked about any I of the know. traps yet. What did you think of the traps, this, this movie? Um, I liked them. They were, I think they were, uh, pretty creative, actually. Most of them. Yeah. Um, I think the only trap I didn't care for was the one that the, uh, Riggs puts the rapist in. Mm-hmm. Didn't quite realize, see how that worked. Yeah, it was something to do. They don't really t- they show sh- you exactly what happens. Something to do with his arms and legs are put into like a like a pulley system and they're his, pulled and off. His if, eyes are going to stab, but he's got 60 seconds to try to get out. But yeah, they don't explain two, it at he's all. Pulling these two things, I can't really tell what they are. So yeah. I was like, it was a poor, poorly explained trap. Yeah, that yeah. one was probably one of the worst explained traps that you get because yeah, they don't show you anything about what happens with they, it. They just wanted to show you him getting his eyes stabbed and then pretty his much body. Hysterically ripped apart because that looked terrible, dude. If his 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 limbs getting ripped and like yeah, thrown dude. across the room like that, yeah. that looked awful. Let's say not though, li- not in the bad sense of like ooh that hurt that like just looked like wow yeah, that like it didn't look real. <laughs> Let's just say though that if you're gonna commit to stabbing your eye out, do both at the same time. Let's just I know get do it both. Let just do both. Well, no, because at the same time with the trap with uh Cecil. In the chair where he's he's getting his oh, wrist, yeah. wrist yeah. he's getting his wrist slit and he's locked in there because the blades are dug into his arm so he can't get out and for him to which by the way I don't quite understand how if he pushes his head through the knives how that's going to release the traps on the, like how does he have that set up to where what I assume happens is 
the knives are connected to the foot and leg bolts, where when he pushes the through the knives, they go out far enough. Ew, it lifts um, it lifts the the screws from his arms, and so they like it kind of pulls up on the screws, and he could take his arms out. Uh, I don't know. They don't show us how it's connected, so but I'm assuming that's what that's what happens. But at the same time, I get what you're saying here. I know where you're going. But why time, would you just said, push your face? Yeah, because he says through. push. You know, you better push hard. And yeah, look, if I'm gonna have to shut. Like I, I understand. I might not be. I understand. I more than likely actually would not would not be able to survive something like that. It's a very heavy task. That because to be honest with you, is it's like. All right, push your face through a bunch of these knives and be scarred forever in your face, or bleed out from here. I'm just gonna sit here and bleed out. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm starting yeah. to feel cold. I might as well just, you know, I'm just yeah. gonna die. Because if you don't push through hard enough the first time, you're basically fucked. You got because cu- yeah, because yeah. you're caught and then you're already bleeding, so you're losing more blood. You're losing more energy. So it's gonna be harder and harder yeah. to push through. You gotta just so, slam your face right. Yeah, through. so it's basically and not only that, his head's not locked, right? His head wasn't locked really. No. I would try to like force the side of my head or something, you know, through like side head but you know, try to through it. Yeah. I again I understand that's a very hard hard thing to ask for somebody to do. Yeah. But like I said, like if if I tried the first time and I didn't get through, I'm like, well, I'm fucked. I'm not trying that again. I'm just yeah. going to bleed. Yeah, I can totally be- because see that. <laughs> because by that time, you cut yourself so much and you're bleeding. It's like, yeah, oh. the cuts are already going to be bad enough. <laughs> so, like, you might as well just do it right the first time and, and just cut right straight through and, and then pull your arms out. Yeah. You you want to do it once and be done. Yeah, I agree. I, I th- <laughs> That's the same thing. You know, I thought that with, with that trap, um, I thought that with the one that I mentioned before. Um, you know, you want to do things right the first time and not have to do it again and put yourself through any more pain than, than what you, you know, you've already experienced. So, uh, I, I definitely think that some of these people do the, their traps wrong. But again, I understand like, the, the, again, because it's probably gonna be like, well, it's a, they're afraid it's fear. Like I understand fear is a very unlogical you know, yeah. very dominating, ruling. Yeah, you can't anticipate emo- what it is. Yeah, re- ruling emotion. But at the same time, like if, again, if I'm like put in that situation where I'm like, all right, I gotta shove my head through that. I'm like, again, it's like I'm gonna like literally, you know, headbutt like as hard as I can through that thing. Yeah, once you're dedicated to the task, because you can't, because well. you can't slow. Imagine slowly trying to push oh, yeah, your no. face through yeah. that, like you know, it's like slowly, like. Yeah. yeah, slowly slicing your face up. Yeah, no, it sounds terrible to me, but um, I like and to... the same thing too with the, like the chick when she's getting you know her hair pulled so she's getting scalped. You know, we find out after the trap that her tape says like he's gonna try to help you, but he's a cop and he's gonna put you away in jail. Look, I'd rather get put in jail for like a two years for being a hooker. Then have you know get scalped and you know yeah have my hairline taken off you know and I'm pretty sure at the end of the, after the, if you do sit there and he frees you somehow or you know whatever at the end of that trip he's like all right let's take you to jail now he's gonna be like how the fuck did you, this shit get into my apartment you know <laughs> yeah. he's got he's got more pressing issues than to deal with a fucking hooker you know you're not Al Capone or anything no, no. you know. He'd probably just request your services. That's all. Again. After that. Again. 
I understand it's fear, but like I would be I, hard pressed to sit here and think, you know, like yeah. I'm sure that most people would not have racing through their mind like, well, I want to arrest her, but her hair's stuck in this vice. <laughs> or like, oh, I might go to jail after. I'm like, just yeah. After this, please send me to jail. Can't be any worse. Yeah, you know? right. Exactly. Um, I do like though how you know this film. Do you think this film is like more violent than the rest of the films, or do you think it's? How do you think it rates? With I the traps? Get, well, like I said, I don't think so far really any of the traps have been overly gruesome. Yeah, I think I think this one probably is the most just because of the. I think Ivan's trap, the, yeah. the, ra- the rapist, and how like, his body gets you know just torn asunder and thrown about into the room, and and the scalping's pretty brutal. Look, you know that's mm-hmm. you know yeah, it's brutal to watch. I think though that this one has quite a few psychological traps though too, like. Ivan's trap, the rapist. That that's a psychological trap because in the background you're you're hearing that like rape occur, like that's psychological yeah. to the viewer. Not yeah. maybe not to the to the person who's in the trap, but to the viewer, that's a pretty psychological thing. Which we brought up in Saw Three, how that the frozen room is probably the most psychological trap that Saw has done because of the way that it's not it's not really violent, but it's just terrible to think about like being frozen mm-hmm. to death mm-hmm. um and the same thing is true for that one but th- in in this case it's more so rig being in that room with the rapist and having to listen to that occur behind him and like trying to figure out like what do i do in this situation i mean that's well, you don't do what he did that's... no 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 but i mean that's it's it's a pretty psychological like form of trap that that saw four has same thing too with the trap, with the two, uh, with the couple, um, with the woman who, it, with her daughter, she kind of like allowed her husband to to uh, beat her, you know, to assault her daughter. Um, that's a pretty psychological trap too, because she has to decide whether she wants to rip the arrow, the 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 arrows out of her body because it will deplete the veins of her husband mm-hmm. attached to her. I, I think that's a really cool trap. I don't know if that's, that's my fa- that's my favorite trap. I think that. it's cool. I don't know if it's specifically like realistic to human, you know, anatomy. Well, I don't I don't know if it you know I I don't know that. That's a but. pretty complex. I, and I agree. Like that's kind of for, at least for me. I don't know that much. You know, either about like anatomy. That, like it is a struggle. I I do like that trap a lot because that's that is cool because they're both getting punctured. By a bunch of those arrows, but at the same time, if she removes them, she'll just have you know flesh wounds. Yeah, and she'll just you know scar and she'll heal. But because they're where they're placing their husband, they're c- cutting you know main arteries and veins, so he, he's going to bleed out and die. So uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a pretty cool trap, and I love how she doesn't even hesitate. She's just like okay, I'm pulling them out. You know, no no hesitation with in regards to her husband that's stuck directly behind her i i that's probably i would agree that's probably one of my favorite traps because it not only involves one person but it involves two people and it and it, it literally does involve a choice like do i pull these from myself to save myself but then kill the person behind me or do, do i leave bo- do, do we, we both leave bleed them in? In? yeah do we both bleed out but at the same time what doesn't make sense is the fact that rig's there and he's like oh you gotta save yourself yeah. Like, because he starts helping her, and then he's like, oh, you gotta save yourself. 
I mean, I, you don't I, need him to be. You, you don't even need him to be there. For God, he's just basically <clears throat> there to get the key. You're gonna have him play the tape. Like, look at the map. Like, oh, it's behind the map. Grab the key. Bye. Just walk. You know, walk around. Right. I mean, I I think that at that point he's trying to uh, trying to play by Jigsaw's rules. He's but trying... he doesn't. He doesn't do it before yeah. and then after. Right after that, he doesn't yeah. fucking do yeah, it. Yeah, so, it's kind of a. It's... So it's totally pointless. It's yeah. not like it's not. It's supposed to be like, oh, he learned. He learned his lesson. You gotta help yourself. You know, he didn't know. He didn't learn shit. And it doesn't, doesn't matter. Like I said, he doesn't even need to be there. It's just, he's basically there just to get the key. Yeah. And he didn't need to help her... Pull to, out the last arrow. Yeah, to get the key. Yeah. Or any of them. Well, there was more than one arrow still in her. She still had quite a few in her, but he's like, mm, you gotta help yourself. Yeah. And, and so, like, that that's that to me is stupid. So he, like you said, he didn't even have to fucking be there. That would have been like a great opening trap. Yeah. You know, to open up with. Like to have two people, like two random people. Yeah, because there like, is no opening trap in this one. Well, you know, there is. The The opening trap is the the two guys in the chains. Yeah, but that's not even the opening trap. Before that is the autopsy. So there's no like... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You know, yeah. like cold open trap. It's, it's after the autopsy, no, yeah, which no. is... The autopsy is really like... Hey, gore freaks! Here's yeah. a, a full autopsy of gonna, a body. Yeah, we're gonna cut into his yeah, cut into his skull. Now we're gonna saw down his sternum so we can rip open his rib cage. And if anybody wants, I to see I, th- I think they did that. But yeah, you're right. Basically, it was like did. gore. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. like a like a faces of death style. Here's an autopsy for you. I mean, it looks pretty authentic. I will give him. No, that. it does look good. Uh, I agree. It, I think. I think the yeah the. Doll, whatever you want to call yeah. it, uh, that they did a Tobin Bell looks really good. Yeah, it looks good. Penis and all. Yeah, penis and all. <laughs> penis and all. We got. Do you think they like took pictures of him naked? Like, okay, we got to make sure like that. I don't yeah. think so. I think they. Yeah. Yeah, I think they just took David's and yeah, yeah, popped it on there. <laughs> but um, what? How about uh, the trap with uh, Eric Matthews, which was be. Donnie Wahlberg's character and Costas Bandyler's character Hoffman, which is, you know, the the final trap that results in Matthew's death. And actually, we learn that Hoffman's never been in danger at all with his trap. What do you think about that one? I like it. I think um, I think it's pretty cool. It's creative. It's yeah, pretty, it's yeah. creative because literally, I mean, that is gonna deter. Eric Matthews from trying to slip off his ice block because mm-hmm. he knows oh, he th- shit, he thinks, I'm, I'm yeah. literally going to kill this person. Yeah, he th- well, he thinks he's yeah. going to, you know, kill a fellow, you know, his fellow cop, you know. Hoffman, yeah. So, so no, that, that 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 is cool. I think the I don't think you need the fucking ice blocks come crashing down on his head, <laughs> especially seeing as when the the ice block he's on is going to melt away and he'll just hang himself. Yeah. You know, you didn't have to... Have the ice block. You don't have to have that. You can just be like, oh, you know. Now he's just going to melt. He's going to yeah. sit there and have to... I mean, granted, yeah, the, I guess I guess the ice blocks do have to come down and crush his head because if the time runs out, they're all free. So the block's obviously not going to melt before the time right. runs out. Yeah. So, no, no... So it has to be like a big, you know, thing where... Riggs sees, oh, wow, I messed up, you know, so the icebox come down. But at the same time, it does save um, Eric Matthews from a very, like, slow and terrible death. 
Because, yeah, melting on an ice block with the ice block slowly melting below you, you know I'm going to slowly strangle to death. That's, that's pretty terrible. But if ice blocks come down and smash your head in, that's pretty instantaneous. Yeah. Like you're, 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 that's pretty quick, which is, is nice for Eric Matthews because throughout Saw, he's been pretty tortured. He's been kept for like yeah, months. He, well, he was begging throughout this entire. Story. Yeah, he wants the to few, die anyway. The, the few lines he has, he's just you know like fucking yeah. kill me, fucking kill me. Yeah. So I mean that's that's pretty nice for him because that's what he's been asking for. So, but yeah, I mean I could see that ice block melting would be pretty awful. Yeah, that that'd be pretty terrible. <laughs> this right one of my like least. I w- I would not want that to be my death. Yeah. Well, my block's gone. Now I'm going to sit here and go hanging. Strangling. Yeah, because you can just imagine, like, y- when the ice block gets down too far, you would re- you would start to be, like, panicky because you'd be like, I can't touch anymore. Yeah. So you'd be trying to, like, reach out with your feet. And Lifting then, the collar. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It would be pretty awful because, and then you'd be able to touch for a little while and you'd get especially your breath the, back. Especially the thing is the main point of hanging is so when you drop them, the, the neck gets severed. From the spinal cord, and that's what kills them. Not the strangula, not the strangulation. Well, that was the hopeful science behind it, but often that I know, I know, happens. I know, it didn't yeah. happen as often. But I'm saying, yeah. you know, obviously, if you're getting hanged, you don't want like the next snapping part. Not, you know, yeah, you'd rather not to have fail. It happen. Not yeah. to fail, because if it does, you're sitting there for a minute and a half, you know, gasping for, yeah, you know, it's like drowning. That's a, definitely a way you don't want to go out. Although I can see that drowning would be sort of peaceful after a while. Like, yeah, you'd be struggling for a little while. You'd be struggling, certainly. I've been at that point where you're, you're, you know, you're burning. Your, your lungs are burning. But at a certain point, you probably would see, like, a sort of, like, shining light. And you'd be, <laughs> be like, oh, I'm going to go to sleep now. So I could see how that might be a little bit peaceful at the end. Uh, all right. That's morbid, morbid talk aside. Um, so what did you think overall about software and how would you compare it to the rest of the sauce? Um, well, I was going to ask you where you would rate it so far. Cause we're at the halfway point now. Yeah, pretty much. Right. I mean, uh, right. I'd give like we're a, s- a little bit over the, ha- I mean, well, I mean, no, obviously yeah. there's yeah. no eight. So four is, yeah, there will be an eight. Well, that's not going to count. Yeah. It's probably going to, is, is it going to be a soft reboot? I'm not really sure. I don't think they've announced very much about Saw 8, so I, I don't really know much about it at all. I imagine they I mean, I don't know much about what's, you know, to come in this... Fu- I'm going to be... In, a this, dis- in, this, in this franchise so far, but I imagine it's not going to be Saw 8. It'll probably have to be, like, Saw, and it's a soft reboot. I'm going to be a little dissatisfied, though, if it is a soft reboot. Well, that's what everyone's doing, though. Yeah. It's a remake, but it's not a remake. Yeah. It's technically a sequel, prequel, de- you know. I mean, I... I- yeah, it's going to be tough to make a new Saw film you know, that is actually with Jigsaw. I could see it happening. I could see it be like a like a prequel. But, that wouldn't make any sense, though. Right, yeah. I mean, it would. It, they would have to somehow... Jo- this is John the Engineer. This is John the Engineer building, you know, warehouses and... <laughs> well, they would have to somehow place it between what we've seen in Saw 4, which... We saw, like, his first ever trap. And then, you know, between Saw 1, where he initially starts his all mm. of his games, they'd have to put it somewhere in between there. It'd be difficult, but I think they could do it. Um, 
Yeah, but who like that's like treading ground nobody gives a shit about though. Right. You yeah. don't re- like who, again, who gives a shit? Like what what you know, that would just basically be for the fact that you'd want to see Jigsaw doing traps. Well, let's be honest though. We're we're now into Saw Four. Does anybody really give a shit about anything besides the traps at this point? Not really. I mean, is I would is say Saw I doing w- anything? I would say though the traps haven't done like for me. They're not doing. I mean, yeah. I mean, like I said, I can appreciate some of the traps, but I wouldn't after like seeing any of these films. Like, oh, those traps are so cool, and like then go. I got to see the next one, see what they're gonna do next. Nothing so far from the traps has like astounded and blown my mind. Well, thematically, has anything really grabbed No! You? Yeah, so, I mean, the, the people that are fans are not really looking for something would, thematically. But at the same time, I would say, like, some of the, like, some of the plot elements and the twist, that's, that's to me, been more intriguing and interesting than, again, the traps and the gore. Like, like again, cause especially seeing as I haven't... Think I don't think these films are that gory to begin with. So... They might, they might amp up uh, through 5 through 7. I don't know, but... So, what I could see them doing for Saw 8 is jumping back in time to where Jigsaw first began and there was someone else that influenced him. I could see them doing that. Like, someone else was, like, doing it somewhere else and he learned from them. I could see that. Maybe he would... Maybe, you know, you think Jigsaw is the one that's always been the... The master. The master. But there was someone else before him that was doing it. That I could see then. One that I think they take away from his character, though. Yeah, I don't think he'd. But I, I don't think he would go. Because again, if the whole is help yourself thing, I don't. You know, the help yourself uh, mantra. I don't think he's going like, "All right, I need to help myself to go kill people, so I'm gonna go find somebody else who's a master at." You know. Well, I don't know if maybe he sought somebody out, but if he just heard about them and he then he went to see them. I mean, I could see that happening. I, I mean. I would rather, at this point, from what I've seen of this series, if, if they're going to do another Saw, just make it a soft reboot. I don't think they would They would title it Saw 8, though. Well, like do I said, a soft just, just call it fucking Saw. And move yeah. On. But, yeah. so, going back to the rating, um, not exact rating, but I would probably give this one, well, I, I think I gave Saw 3 or 4, right? Yeah. I gave really Saw good. 2 or 5. I'm going to give this one a six. Yeah. This is my second favorite Saw so far. Yeah. It's pretty solid. I, I think that it's better than Saw 3, definitely. I, I didn't remember it very well. I, I honestly didn't know that Rig was the main game. I, I, you know, I've seen it, but it's been a while. I've only seen it one time, I think, so. I think things that help this film that make it better than Saw 2 and Saw 3. Because right now, I would rate Saw 1, Saw 4, Saw 2, and Saw 3. Mm. Um, I think right now... What is helping it is, I think, the acting for the first time out of all the films, out of all the films so far, this has the best acting across the board. I think, um, you're right, I do like, uh, shit, probably. Strong. Yeah, I do, I do like him. I, I, even though he does play, you know, the over, you know, stereotypical fucking cop that we've seen for years on, you know, Law and Order. Mm -hmm. But I do like him. I don't think he's, you know, I don't think he does a bad job. I think Rick does a decent job, too, um, played by... Uh, Lyric Bent. Yeah, yeah, Lyric Bent. I think he does, you know, a pretty decent job. Um, I think Hoffman's are, you know, uh, Costas uh, Mandor... Uh, I can't pronounce Mandyler. it. Mandyler. Mandyler, yeah. 
I think he does a pretty decent job too. I think like I'm not praising. I don't think anyone does like an outstanding job. I do think Tom. I think Tom Bell is actually kind of you know bo- weak in this mm-hmm. with his flashbacks because even in his flashbacks, he doesn't seem like you're not seeing like some guy who's like a happy-go-lucky guy and love. You know, he's very. He even still like when the times when it's supposed to be his happy times where he's in love with his wife and they're gonna have a child. He's very monotonous and yeah, very jigsaw like. So when he has like the hooker come up to his car, he's like, "You're a beautiful woman. Go home." Yeah. And before he's even jigsaw, what, 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 show some more, you know. Yeah, he doesn't have nuance to him. No. He's really pretty much the same character throughout. Yeah. yeah. So th- I would say he's, that's one, you know, he's one of the weaker parts. But I think overall, though, I think everyone does a pretty decent job. Yeah. Um, like I said, not gr- anything great, but I think everyone, like, nobody in this is so bad that it hurts my soul. Uh, <laughs> um,. I like the traps in this one. I think they're pretty good for the most part. I I, I do like the twist. Um, I think with the Hoffman twist being the accomplice, that one I didn't like perfectly see coming. But if I had to like, if you're sitting there looking at all the characters presented to you, and you had to narrow it down to who's going to be the one helping, he's uh, he's like the one that makes up the most sense. Clear as day. I think the twist with it happening at the same time as Saw 3, um, I didn't see that coming. I mean, I knew it was going to happen, but I wouldn't have saw it coming because I don't think there was really that much there. There's nothing there to, like, really... To piece that together. No. So I think that's pretty cool, even though at the same time, I don't think... It really doesn't make a difference. This doesn't really make a difference. The only thing it's really basically there for is to see Strom get locked, you know, go to the wrong place, get locked... And probably in the next film, have to take a test to get out of there. Is what I'm imagining. Because if he's locked in there, he's probably going to like find a tape saying, like, Hello, Detective Strom. Or, you know, how would you like to play a game? Yeah. You know. Um, I like the fact that Bouseman, with the directing and the editing, he, for the most part, cooled his jets on the fucking shaky cam... You know, music video editing of the con- trying to portray franticness. You don't need, yeah, you don't need that to portray franticness. Just, le- just let the scene play out. I like the fact that the lighting is more palatable, more because I'm not gonna say it's great because it's not. I find like you know the whole like you know kind of overly dark, gloomy, dark and gloomy, and also like sanitizedness, like for like the police, you know. Uh, precinct. Yeah, thank you. It was losing. Couldn't think of the word <laughs> for the police precinct. You know, that's like so stereotypical, like yeah. kind of dull blue and white. That's yeah. yeah. It's like a Law and Order episode, yeah, just like heightened. Yeah, just so cliche. But I will say, it, they, he takes the things that were bad with Saw two and three, and min- doesn't get fully rid of them, but he minimizes them enough to where they're not. Like, you're sitting there going, like, oh, this fucking shit again. Yeah. Um, and again, I think the best part of this film is narratively, even though it's more, co- it's the most convoluted so far, they have it structured and set up where it flows. It has a certain beat, it has a certain rhythm, and it, it, it like, even though everything doesn't make sense about it, it has a certain flow where you can sit and at least enjoy it. Yeah. Saw 2 and Saw 3 had too much jumping around, too much not aware of its own, you know, sp- you know, time and space, 
where you couldn't, you know, where you get taken out of it. This one, it all flows. It all, you know, makes it seem like it, everything's been interwoven. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I would probably give this maybe a 6.5, and that's probably because I'm nostalgic for the franchise. But, yeah, I think that it is better than, than Saw 3, and I haven't seen this one. I think I've only seen it one time, really, in the theaters. So I haven't seen it since. Um, but revisiting it, I do think that it is a little bit better than, than especially Saw 3. Um, I don't know about I don't know about Saw 2. I, I do have a special place for Saw 2 as well. Um, but I do, I, I, I did pretty much enjoy Saw 4. I think its twists are a little bit better. Um, the, thing, the thing about Saw 2 is, looking, when I look back at it now, think about it from like the past couple of weeks, excuse me, since I watched it, there are things I definitely like about it. I like, yeah. I do like... You know, kind of like just the battle between, you know, Donnie Wahlberg and Tobin Bell. Even though I think Donnie Wahlberg, the way he acts it, is, you know, it's like, oh, God. Yeah. But I like that, like the idea, like the concept, like the idea and the concept of like the game that's going on off to the side mm. and then the game between, you know, Donnie Wahlberg. I think it's more with the execute. I think if it was better executed and it was done in a manner like, you know, how. Saw 4 was done, it'd be like a much better film. Saw yeah. 2, I think, would be much better. But I think it's, it's just growing pains for, you know, Bousman as the director. Yeah, for a franchise, yeah. I think that Saw 4, they've, they've really found, okay, you know, this didn't work for Saw 2 and Saw 3, but this is what we're going to do for Saw 4. You know, yeah. we're going we're gonna to learn from the things that we didn't do in the other two films, and then we're going to, you know, incorporate them into this one. And it really does feel like it plays out both for Saw 2 and Saw 3, you know, you have individual games, you have group games. Um, it feels like a combination. And I think they did learn, and, and I, that's probably why we find it one of the better films, is that they learned from their mistakes in the previous films. And this one feels like a superior product because of that. Mm. Um, uh, what I will say is, I think it'll be interesting to see what you think of Saw 5, because we're going to move into a different direction, a different director for that film. Um, it, there's, uh, it, it changes quite dramatically from the, the, the which is films, why so. I thought uh, Saw 5 might probably end up being like, again, like kind of like, oh, you know, yeah, not, I'm not going to say I'm going to probably think it's great, but it's like, oh, like, thank God, you know, some, yeah, a some, little, little bit of some, changes you know, to like it. something, you know, probably something different. Yeah. It'll be interesting. And honestly, I can't say that I remember it very well. So, you know, I don't really have any input on it, but you know, I, I am interested to see what you think of it. So. Um, you know, we'll be back next week with that episode. Saw five. Or maybe sooner. <laughs> maybe sooner. Uh anything else you want to add to this episode before we, we close it out? Oh no. Um There's I I I just overall after seeing like I, I just can just tell by the time I'm done watching all these films, I'm just like, yep, I knew there was probably nothing overly <laughs> special. Are you gonna be uh Raring to go see Saw Eight after. I would probably go just now because I've if I once I've seen all the films, I probably would. Yeah, I'll go see it just yeah. because I've seen all the other. Ones. Oh, I definitely have to go out to see Saw Eight just because I've seen most. Unless of the by ones. unless by the time Saw Seven rolls around and it's I'm like so pissed off that like nope because like that's what like why I didn't see Halloween Two the remake. It's like nope the first one you fu-, you know that was such a fucking pile of shit. I'm not giving Rob Zombie my money to see the second one. He can go to hell, but. 
I think that you'll be okay to see Saw 8 by the time you you finish the franchise. I really do. Um, Alright, so we will be back next week with Saw 5. Um, we're continuing on. We're not going to finish our Saw franchise before Halloween, but we'll work through it until we're done with it. So, um, And then after that, anything's game. So let us know. I think I, got, I think I got an idea. You got an idea for the follow up. All right, all right. We won't re- reveal it right now, but you know, in, in uh, you know, when it gets closer, we will talk about what we're going to yeah. cover. Um. Anyway, if you uh, want to follow more of us, it's administra- administrative time. Yes, that's right. If you want to follow more of us, we are on uh, iTunes. Please uh, subscribe and give us a nice review. Five stars would be very great for us. Uh, helps us get noticed. We're also on places like Stitcher and any other I you know like streams that you do use that are like iTunes. Um, anywhere that you can rate us, please give us five stars because again, that helps us to get noticed by any new listeners. Um, we're on SoundCloud. SoundCloud is where we post our, our uh, audio first, so you can listen there before it even hits iTunes. Um, you can follow us on there, like us, you know, retweet all of our... Uh, I shouldn't say retweet, that's pretty much Twitter, but you can re-post all of our uh, our uh, episodes, so that's, that's very helpful as well to get us noticed. Um, also, we are on Facebook, Blood and Black Rum Podcast. Uh, you can like us, uh, give us any uh, shares or anything like that. Helps us get noticed on there as well. We're on Twitter at Blood N Black Rum Podcast. Um, that you know we I don't I man that Martin's supposed to do it, but he <laughs> hasn't yet. Um, so I do that, uh, and uh, you know we do have some followers on there, uh, but we certainly would appreciate if you would follow us as well. Um, other than that, we don't use anything else, so, uh, I can't think of anything else that you, uh, should certainly follow us on, but... MySpace? Yeah, MySpace. Friendster? <laughs> Vane Space. I remember I used to have one of those. Vane Space. What the hell is Vane Space? It was like MySpace, but it was like for emo people. Because it was, vi- you know, get it, Vane, you're yeah. like Vane, so, Yeah. That was that was a fun one. Should get an Instagram. All the I used pictures. to have many many vein space girlfriends. <laughs> um, but anyway, yes, please follow us on whatever uh, whatever uh, site that you choose to, especially iTunes. Probably what you're listening to this on. Uh, but anyway, we will be back next week with uh, a follow up episode for our Halloween series. Um, We'll be covering Saw 5, and then you can expect Saw 6 and Saw 7 to follow. So, keep tuning in. Yeah. We're going to get through the Saw franchise, unless, I promise. Unless we get canceled. That's right. <laughs> That's right. They're threatening, but we, we just won't quit. All right. <laughs> Take care. See you later.